Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friday, July 2nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, the Indians fell to the Houston Astros on uh, Thursday night at home, the opener of a four-game series. It's their third straight loss, if you kind of count the, the, the doubleheader uh, sweep uh, earlier in the week by Detroit. And really, things sort of fell off, uh, fell apart in what the the uh, fifth inning when JC Mejia started out strong, uh, looked pretty good. And then uh, there was an error in right field and the, you know, the, the, the circus came to town after that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, um, you know, Mejia had a two, one lead entering the inning. It was cruising along and uh you know, Miles Straw, the uh, Houston center fielder, sends a, you know, a routine fly ball into right field. And uh, Harold Ramirez broke back instead of in, you know, let the ball fall 20 feet in front of him for a double, a hustle double, which, and all of a sudden the inning was, uh, you, you knew right then that, you know, this was going to be a big test for Mejia. You know, rookie pitchers, we've seen it since CC Sabathi and Cliff Lee. Sometimes they don't respond well when when a when a play is should have been made and isn't made behind them, and I think that's what happened here because all of a sudden Houston scores five runs and and the game is you know the game is over. They have the game in hand. Right, uh, the big blow coming off the bat of Jose Altuve. Uh, the Indians loaded the bases, uh, including sort of wasn't an error. It was more of a misplay by Mejia on a on a bunt where he kind of got caught in between, didn't know if he was going to go to uh, third base or, or try to get it out at first. Uh, that loaded up the bases at the bottom of the order and it turned it over to Altuve. And, uh, you know, Mejia didn't make a, a terrible pitch to Altuve. He missed his spot, but Altuve was was able to overcome all of the boos last night <laughs> and deposit his second grand slam of the season on the home run porch in left field. Uh, just the... You know, the Astros have probably been facing this everywhere that they've been this year with fans in the stands finally for the first time since the, the cheating scandal. Uh, El, El Tuve looked like nothing really bothered him. He just sort of went up there and did what he does, and that's get on base and, and hit, uh, you know, surprising home runs, I guess, and 
uh, it, it led to a, a 7-2 win. Yeah, nothing Altuve does uh, surprises me. He's a, <clears throat> I love watching him. He's a great little player. Uh, but, I mean, that, that sounded like uh, Albert Bell was back in town after, you know, he left for the White Sox. They, I mean, fans, they were really on him. So that surprised me. I, I you know, I guess you're right, Joe. Uh, there was no, uh, <clears throat> fans, you know, had, didn't have a chance to uh, kind of tell the, the, the Astros what they thought of them last year because of the pandemic. And they haven't forgotten. Fans have long memories, I guess. And that was, it just kept going even after the slam. Uh, every time he came to the plate, they were on him. Right. And, and it was it, the Indians fans, uh, you know, give them credit. They they didn't boo guys like Miles Straw or, um, you know, guys who weren't on the roster in 2018. It was only it was reserved for Altuve and Yuli Gurriel and, you know, the guys that were actually part of that uh, 2018 Houston team that that actually did sort of egregiously cheat and and, uh, you know, knock the Indians out of the playoffs that year. You know, they went so far as to plant a guy in the in the Indians uh, next to the Indians dugout to to film their their signs. I, I guess, you know, whatever. I, it's uh, it is what it is right now. That they never got sort of held accountable for what happened, and the Indians fans maybe uh, are fully justified in giving them the the business every time they step to the plate. Yeah, it sounded, I think there were 13,000 fans in the stands. It sounded like there were 20 or 25 whenever Altuve came to the plate. He was not the not a popular guy in Cleveland last night. The other big development last night, uh, Eddie Rosario left the game in the uh, fourth or fifth inning with right abdominal tightness. Uh, we, we've heard this before uh, with Framil Reyes being on the disabled, or I'm sorry, the injured list with uh, an oblique injury. Uh, it sounded like Terry Francona said that they pulled Rosario out of the game out of an abundance of caution, but they did send him over to get an MRI right then during the game uh, at post game. He was, he was at the, the medical center getting, getting looked at. Yeah. I, I just checked with the Indians. Uh, they still haven't, uh, they still haven't heard anything. I, or they haven't announced anything. They haven't announced any roster moves. Uh, so We'll have to see until later, till we get closer to game time. But so far, they haven't made a move with Rosario headed to the DIL or anything like that. But uh, as we know, with abdominal and those oblique injuries, Joe, you don't take any chances with it. And uh, that's all they need would be, would be to have to put Rosario on the shelf now, just as Reyes and, uh, you know, Framel Reyes and hopefully uh, – Roberto Perez are making headway to uh, being activated. All right. And, and even more than that, you know, Eddie Rosario had played in 74 of the Indians, 78 games and, you know, had started to come around and was hitting the ball, you know, regularly, consistently. Uh, he had a, a single in the game before he got taken out last night. Uh, his, his numbers in the month of June, he, he started as, as Eddie Rosario typically does, he started to get hot and started to get to his level, like uh, like Tito said. And, you know, the Indians were sort of relying on that bat at this point. Uh, right now, it's it's going to be Jose Ramirez in the middle of that lineup and, and pretty much nobody else uh, until hopefully the Cavalry arrives on Saturday. And, and we'll, we'll get into that in a moment. But, uh, 
yeah, Eddie Rosario, an, an important part right now of just keeping the Indians afloat offensively. Yeah, definitely. And, and, def- and defensively too, Joe, I mean, this defense is, I feel defense is spread pretty thin uh, as it is. And, you know, with, uh, you know, with Zimmer didn't play last night because of a, a, a sprained ankle, a left ankle. Um, and you've got, uh, you know, you're down, uh, you know, Josh Naylor's going, undergoing surgery today. And if you up. have to put, if you have to put, um, you know, if you have to put uh, uh, Eddie Rosario on, on the IL, uh, you know, what do they do? I mean, <laughs> who's, who's the next outfielder? I guess Daniel Johnson might get a shot probably, yeah. maybe from Columbus. <laughs> it's, it's funny what, it's funny what it took to get Bobby Bradley into the lineup and now, now uh, it, what it's taking to get maybe Daniel Johnson in the lineup as well, because that you're right. That's the the next move. If, uh, if Zimmer can't go, he's going and he's got to go maybe on the 10 day. If Eddie's got to go on the 10 day, then you've got to make big moves. You've got to make, you've got to activate Fran mill maybe a day earlier than you thought you had to and uh, bring up Daniel Johnson. Cause because right now you don't have bodies to put out there. You've, you, you're, you're putting Harold Ramirez, uh, Oscar Mercado, and maybe maybe Josh uh, Daniel Johnson in in your starting outfield. That's pretty crazy. And, and if you think back to where you know those guys were at the start of the uh, the season. Yeah, and you know last night what they had to move Ernie Clement to left field. Is that what mm-hmm. they did? When yeah, they, they was... brought in Chang and they they moved Clement to left field. And I yeah. think Clement had only played in like a couple of, a handful of games in left field at triple a. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're in a bind right now. And, and, and the schedule isn't getting any easier, Joe. It's uh, it, this is uh, you know, so far they're like 10 and nine in this stretch, you know, that they had, you know, pointed to with, uh, you know, 30 games in 31 days. And uh, they're just keeping their nose above water and they're going to, it's now it gets a lot, a, a lot tougher. The, the nice thing is, you know, heading into that stretch, they had sort of built themselves a little bit of a cushion. Uh, but like you said, the competition gets harder. They, they've got six games left uh, against uh, Houston over the next couple of weeks here, at least to the end of the month of July. And uh, they, I think they play all of their games against Tampa in that stretch. And, you know, it, it does not get any easier competition-wise, but – They've, they've got to, as long as they can sort of, you know, stay afloat and, and stay in that 500 range, they'll, they'll be all right for a little while. I mean, he is the one that I, 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 I have questions about. Uh, he looks sort of like the second coming of Jeffrey Rodriguez. Guy can go out there, big guy who can, you know, has, uh, a, a, he has stuff and you can recognize it. He's, his sinker is really good. And then he'll go out and throw four innings and look like he's, you know, beating the world. And all of a sudden, one move, you know, something happens and the, the wheels fall off the cart and then he leaves the game and you're not in a position to win it, which is sort of the problem. Yeah, I think that's typical of young pitchers, Joe. I think this is a guy that really what what they say is last full season was at a ball. He spent last year in the uh, you know alternate training site at Lake County. Um, so, he, you know, he really should probably still be a triple A, you know, maybe double A. You know, and he's he's right here now, uh, you know, pitching every fifth day. And, uh, you know, out of all those young pitchers right now, he's been the most impressive, you know, you know, as far as, you know, getting getting to where you want him to get to in the game. Now, last night, it was just unfortunate that, uh, 
you know, the misplay behind him in right field. And he didn't, like you said, didn't feel that bunt very well. He didn't handle the bunt play very well. And, uh, you know, then Altuve got him. So uh, you know, we'll have to, you know, it's just, you know, and the thing is, there's not an anchor in this rotation. You know, where is Bieber? Where is Savali? Where is, where is Plisak? They're all on the injured list. So, you know, you, you're going through these four, four guys or five guys right now. And there's not a guy where, you know, you can hang your hat on and, and just say, okay, he's going to right the ship. We don't have to, the bullpen can rest tonight. You know, we, we know we're getting six or seven innings out of this guy and you just don't yeah. have that. And, and even if, and when uh, Bieber, Plesak and Savali do come back, you can't, you're not going to be able to rely on them for five, six innings per start, at least in the very beginning. So uh, yeah, should be uh, interesting over the next, uh, the month of July will be very telling. I think uh, we will, we will know where this club is by the trade deadline. You know, it, it's, it'll be sure. kind of interesting. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right. Uh, like we mentioned, the cavalry should be on the way. Uh, Framil Reyes uh, getting hot and, you know, sort of settling in in his rehab. Another home run last night for A Akron. Uh, homers in, in back-to-back games. Three of them on his rehab from the uh, oblique injury. Uh, this is a guy who, if you can get him back and get him back healthy, uh, can, can really sort of help solidify if you put him in that lineup behind Jose Ramirez, in front of Bobby Bradley, you put him in a good position to, to maybe be effective and help you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like we said before, no, but no, no, no veteran guy hits home runs on his rehab assignment. So, I mean, they just, they're just kind of grinding through that, you know? And uh, so that, that, I think that tells you how Fran Mill feels, how anxious he is about getting back, uh, getting back to uh, the big leagues, getting back to the Indians getting back to his, you know, progressive field. And, uh, you know, I think he's testing, you know, that's a pretty good test of that oblique muscle. If you're going to 
you know, go deep three times in what, 20 at bats, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's at 19 at bats. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. He's swinging hard and he's testing it. And uh, so far so good. So, you know, I, I'm sure he'll be welcome back with open arms. It's funny you say that about veteran guys hitting home runs and rehab assignments. Uh, I think back to Josh Donaldson when the Indians acquired him in 2018 and he was rehabbing from a, his, one of his many calf injuries and he kept hitting home runs at AAA. And it was every other day he was mashing home runs. And I didn't realize it at this. So, so you're saying that that's, that's a, a way a veteran guy basically sends a message to the team and says, yeah, yeah. get me out of here. I don't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> screw this. I'm, I'm done hitting. I'm done uh, riding the bus and getting $30 meal money. Is that? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Cause most of the time they're there and they're just, they're there in body, but not spirit. But uh, you know, Josh was trying to, you know, show him that he was ready. Uh, uh, Josh was trying to show him that, that he was ready. And unfortunately he hit better, I think in Columbus <laughs> and, and in the minors than he did for the Indians yeah. had those two months he was here. Yeah. He was not the, uh, the shot in the arm that they needed. Uh, yeah. I, you say, you say they're in body, but not in spirit. I don't think, uh, I don't think Framil Reyes is ever anywhere, not in spirit because that dude's got more spirit than uh, uh, anybody we know. Uh, and it should be interesting. We, we might get a chance to talk to him today. Uh, before the game, and we haven't spoken to him uh, in a while uh, since the injury, but also since the injury to one of his, uh, you know, closest and, and best friends in, in Josh Naylor, uh, those two very close, and I'm sure that Fran Mill was uh, just devastated by the injury to Josh Naylor, so uh, plenty to talk about with, with Fran Mill about his own injury, about his, his rehab, uh, you know, and, and depends. Who knows? The, he's eligible to come off. He's been eligible to come off the 10-day uh, for a while. So they could activate him tonight if they have to make a move with Eddie Rosario or if they have to make a move with Bradley Zimmer. Uh, there's, there are a lot of moving parts going on right now in terms of the, uh, the Indians roster and just having enough warm bodies to fill out an outfield, I think. Um, the other player that's uh, sort of Pending and, and imminent is Roberto Perez. Uh, we found out that he will catch tonight in Columbus. And then after that, uh, he is set to come off the injured list on July 3rd. That's the earliest he's able to come off. So the Indians will activate him. Uh, could mean that Rene Rivera is uh, getting ready to be designated for assignment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, Rivera has done a great job. I think he's done a really good job. He swung the bat, you know, better than we've seen a catcher, an Indians catcher swing the bat for a while too. Uh, but you know, they really need, they, you know, I, I think, uh, hopefully, you know, Perez like uh LeVarnway would, I mean, uh, Rivera like LeVarnway could, you know, maybe get through waivers and accept that outright, uh, to, uh, to Columbus. They could keep him in the system because he's done a nice job for him. Uh, but they, you know, Perez is going to help if whenever he gets back, I think he's going to, it's going to be a boost to that young, uh, young rotation and, and the uh, bullpen as well, the, the relievers as well. So you know, I th I'm sure the Indians are anxious to get him back. He's two-time gold glove winning catcher for a reason. All right. Tonight, the Indians send Sam Hentges to the mound against the um, Astros and Lance McCullers from uh, Houston will counter uh, the Indians haven't seen McCullers in a while. It's been, uh, been quite a while because he was injured and, uh, 
you know, what do we expect in game two of this series? Uh, last night's game obviously didn't go uh, the Indians way, but uh, and, and Sam Hentges, his last time out in Minnesota did not, uh, you know, inspire a lot of confidence. Yeah. You know, uh, I think Hentges, you know, you know, pitching in front of the hometown crowd in Minnesota, you know, getting pushed back a day with the, to Sunday with the rain delay. I don't know if the, all that played into it, but uh, you know, he did not pitch like he did the previous time in, in Pittsburgh. So it'll be interesting to see how he pitches and uh, McCullers, you know, the veteran guy, uh, he's, uh, he's won four of his, uh, he's four and over his last eight starts, five and one. And he's a guy that, uh, Karen check patterned his curveball after, isn't he? Isn't yeah, he the- that was, uh, there was, uh, an at bat in the 2017 playoffs where McCullers threw 17 consecutive curveballs and, uh, Karen check, you know, took that, took note of that and just sort of said, Hey, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to, you know, copy his grip, copy his his delivery and, and just threw curveball after curveball after curveball until he basically developed one of the best curveballs in baseball. Uh, did, did James Karinchak. It, it should be interesting to see, uh, you know, maybe if we get a chance to talk to James on the field before the game uh, to see if he went over and, and had anything to say to Lance McCullers this week, uh, you know, while the teams are there just because, Hey, that's uh, it, it. It's it. Good pitchers steal pitches from other pitchers. Uh, I think from other good pitchers. It, it's something that's not uncommon. So, uh, you know, very interesting to see what if James Karinchak gets into the game tonight. Uh, you know what he's able to do. Yeah, maybe he'll get his autograph. You know, it's like rock and roll. You know, there's no, there's nothing new in rock and roll. It's all been done before. So, you know, <laughs> musicians steal stuff from other musicians, <laughs> including their girlfriends and wives. We know. All right. Uh, uh, we will be back. Uh, I'm going to be off. Uh, I'm going on hiatus. I'm going to head to the beach after tonight's game, Hoinsey. Uh, oh, so uh, we'll see what, uh, what what transpires with the podcast in the in the next week. Uh, it could be a, a, a whole host of, of new voices you hear over the next five, uh, five episodes. But I will be uh, working on my tan and watching a lot of youth baseball uh, over the next week. I'll be back after that. And we'll see you again then on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe, enjoy it. 